Galactic Globus Theater. I fucking... That's my childhood right there. That song, fucking play the shit. If anyone recognized it, I'm going to go ahead and not mention what that's from so you can just think on it for a little while longer. But holy shit. How about like a a sticker for the first person that tells us what that song is? Man, if anyone... Yeah, that would be awesome if anyone can guess what that is. At G&G Theater, Twitter, let me know. But uh, this is a big week. This is a Griff week. This is a Griff movie. Yeah, you chose it. We're going uh, uh, back to Griff's nostalgia, and I'm excited. Back to I'm, I'm nostalgia. Ex- excited as fuck. John Claude Van Damme finally get to see. Yeah, the, we haven't talked about uh, JCVD in a long time. Yeah, I think Kickboxer I, was the last. I one. have been trying to open up my own chain of uh, convenience stores, drug stores called instead of CVS, JCVDs. S. I was, I was thinking about getting some underwear, JCBDs. Oh, yeah, that's right. He does do that, doesn't he? You know, before we get into the movie, Griff, I got to bring up something. Mm-hmm. You know how I, I was listening to the last episode. You know, I listen to every one of our episodes. And okay. I, uh, I was listening to that chilling speech we started last week's uh, Avenging Force. You've, you guys already listened to it. Yes. And I couldn't help but notice. And I can't believe it, went, it flew by me because I watched the. I watched the movie in on the laser disc and that has not only does it have enhanced visuals as enhanced sound but i did not pick it did you i don't know maybe did you pick this up i could not help but notice give that chilling speech that john john uh, p ryan gave yeah when they were cheering i heard maga it was even what? chilling because it sounded like a guy having a stroke while saying maga wow did you pick up on that i you know uh obviously i'm crowd uh quality control you never listen to our podcast though i mean I'm excuse the one me i am quality control i listen to it while i sleep but yeah i do remember waking up in a cold sweat yelling out <laughs> i do remember that chilling it's chilling that was weird it was yeah, Anything I, else to know from last week, or can well, I just keep... It was, it was a great episode. It was, I, Listen I, to it again, guys. Obviously, the people love it. And again, thanks, everybody, who's been listening to our show. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm still kind of on the fence. I Griff says we have a female listener. I'm like, it doesn't make any sense. I want to believe you. So if you're real, thank you. <laughs> wow. Single somebody out. Um, what that, that's what people want. Oh, we also got an, uh, an Australian listener. Well, I'm sure we've had the Australian listeners before, but we got one today that actually commented on something. Are we just going to start doing like cold readings of people that listen to our no, show? No, I'm just happy we that got, we're, uh, we're spreading out. I think we got a person named Luke out there listening uh, to our do. show. Uh, Luke. Luke, thanks very much. I'm just... Happy that they're listening. <laughs> Sorry, you guys suck. Sorry, that's what's according to Griff. You suck. Oh no, I just didn't. Don't know why we're trying to call people out. I'm not well, call people out. They're static. All right, can we get back into my? Yeah, my if we have to. John yeah. Claude Love Fest here. All right, do it. Lay it on me. <sighs> well, you know this movie bombed. Obviously, I did not. I've never seen this movie until last. You night. didn't see this movie in theaters. No, I gave up on John Claude at around. This uh, is ninety five. Probably Lionheart was probably like. Lionheart, which we assume is 93-ish. Something like that. But that is when he started to kind of go from just like action to like... Martial this, arts action. Yeah, to doing like a drama action like hybrid. Yeah. And uh, certainly this movie, too much cake? Not enough frosting? I don't know what I don't know what the cake analogy is. All I know is the first half hour of this movie is nothing but fucking foreshadowing of what's going to happen later yeah. on. 
But and it's really irritating me. The, there's a lot of weird things going on in this movie. First of all, penguins and the and, and the Blackhawks and the playoffs. Blackhawks. <laughs> In 95, no. In 95, uh, a certain team from Detroit was on top. From Hockey Town. Hockey Town. I'm just, I, I went ahead and looked up just the, the points that the Red Wings amassed that year. And uh, I'll, I'll throw out three teams here. Pittsburgh, obviously the star of this movie. You know why Pittsburgh was the star of this movie? No. Uh, why? Because the owner's wife of the Pittsburgh Penguins Wrote the screenplay. Mm, makes sense. That's why they have like the arena and everything. I don't want to give anything away, but did we did did a team did a team win this game? Mm-mm. Mm. No. I wonder why. Because they both are losers. Well, I mean, you got to fill me in because I'm kind of a novice hockey guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When it's sudden death, you have a shootout first, right? No, you don't. No, so you just play more overtime. You just play twenty minutes. Okay. Nowadays, what they do in the regular season. Is they go shootout and then uh, or they go four v four, then they do three v three, and then they do a shootout. Okay, it might go straight to three v three, but yeah, it might be. Uh, the Red Wings suck, so aunt I only on your face. Is there really? Yes, it was on your. It's on your glasses now. Jesus Christ! I can't believe you didn't on? feel it. I totally saw it walk down your forehead. <laughs> I'm so excited to talk about <laughs> or it's crabs. I don't know lice. I don't oh. know. I'm so excited to talk about this. I'm just not even noticing things. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, no. Back then, it was just sudden death. 20 minutes, five on five, you go until somebody scores. Okay. So they could be disasters. Like, there's games that went to like three in the morning. Uh, there was a Stanley Cup that was decided at like two in the morning uh, in like 98. Anyways, uh, Detroit, 131 points. Pittsburgh, 102. Lousy. Barely mm-hmm. even worth mentioning. Yeah. Chicago. That's probably why we were in the Stanley Cup Finals and Pittsburgh wasn't yeah. that year. Chicago, 94 points. Not even worth mentioning. And then where, 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 who else was in this? Uh, no, it was Blackhawks. And yeah, they, fuck, fuck that. Why, why were those two? The team that, okay, the Red Wings lost in 95. They yeah, lost they, to the, they got swept. They lost to the Devils, who were in sixth place in their division. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin Smith was happy about that. Kevin Smith probably was pretty ecstatic about that. But yeah, so again, movie written by uh, the owner's wife. Flopped completely here, back at home in the States. Uh, but you know where it is huge? Australia. Makes perfect sense. The Philippines. Hot bed of hockey. Philippines, Australia. Yeah. You know this next one. Germany, obviously, another hockey hotbed. And of course, UK. All hockey towns. Um, the... Villain of this movie, Powers Booth. Great. I love Powers Booth. He always plays a good what, sleazy villain. What else was he in? They, I can't think of anything. I think he was in even a movie we've covered, but I can't think. Yeah. I know he was on Deadwood. He was good on that. He always plays good. He was in a Matthew McConaughey movie that was actually good called Frailty, where he played a, a villain, too. He's always the villain. He's very yeah. good at playing villains. Well, for once, he doesn't play the villain unless you really don't like this movie and didn't want to hear uh, the novelization of the book read to you by Powers Booth because there is a novel version of this movie. So <laughs> if you insane. don't want to listen to us tell you about the movie in our own way, go look up Powers Booth because yeah, he will I, read I it to hope, you. I uh, hope Jean-Claude doesn't flip out and kill a city with dragons <laughs> because I'd be really upset. Hey, George took... Spoiler he st- alert, He everybody. started that book in in the 70s. And to think uh, really? that... Really? I thought it was the 80s. No, it was, he started working on it in the 70s. 
he released the first one in like nine, uh, the early 2000s. But still, he had 40 years worth of material he was working with when he put those books out. And to think that these measly writers who are just trying to hit their deadline. I was totally happy with the episode. I'm not complaining. I like seeing people get killed by dragons. Yeah. I I don't get why people are saying it wasn't foreshadowed at all. I don't watch the show, but from what I gathered, it was was completely foreshadowed. It was. Oh, man. We're basically trying to do anything but talk about this movie. We really are, but I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to throw out one more note. We'll get to that trailer, and we'll get right through this bad boy. So they did have a lot of different hockey players in this movie, and I went ahead and posted about all this. Gordie Howe, I remember seeing him. Yeah, Gordie Howe's in there. He fucking punches somebody. Uh, I loved it. The Hanson brothers, I remember, from Slaps Shot. They were at the hot dog stand with Hydra Phil. It's great. I loved it. Still collecting royalties on that Um, one. I can't think of any. The guy, Vladimir Konstantinov, is that too soon? Vlad? No, yeah, it's not too okay. soon. Yeah, he, was, okay. he was okay back then. He was okay. So, yeah, um, they used a lot of real hockey people, like all the people Wayne Gretzky, we just was he in it? Wayne Gretzky was not in it. Because He's a great they, one. Well, he wouldn't, they wouldn't pay the great one money, mm, so yeah. he, didn't, he didn't want to be in it. Uh, uh, one of the people who's not in this movie, who is the face of the Penguin franchise, well, one of the co-faces, Mario Lemieux, obviously, is one, but uh, you had uh, Yarmir Yager. Who is still playing hockey today? I, I can't remember if he signed to a team last this last season, but in his last few, he's been around. He didn't appear in the movie, but somebody else wore his number sixty eight, and they were on the ice for multiple goal, goals scored against them, and he was pissed. And he he wrote the team, and he was just like, "What the fuck, guys? I got a negative three in your fucking movie." <laughs> well, at least he went and saw the movie. That's a good point. But yeah. With all that out of the way, I'm glad to say we can get to this trailer. Let's get to this movie before we hit sudden death on the old clock here because it's it's already getting late. All right, Griff. We're all tied up. Time for sudden death. As we get ready for the seventh and final game of the Stanley Cup Finals, you can feel the electricity in the air, and there's no question. It just sends a chill up your spine, Paul. That's a fact, Mike. And to make things even more exciting, the Vice President of the United States is here this evening. Don't leave your seats. look too good. 911 emergency services. I'm calling you from the Civic Arena. The vice president is being held hostage in the owner's box. And they've got my daughter too. What is your objective? One billion seven hundred million dollars. We're still evaluating the situation. They want money. A lot of it. Give it to them. Do not try any kind of rescue. Do you understand me? If you're not going to pay, say so. I'll get my daughter. When the game ends, everyone in this box and in this arena will die by explosion, fire, and panic. Tonight, 17,000 hockey fans have been taken hostage. Enough bombs have been planted in this building to stop all the clocks in the hemisphere. But only one of them knows it. I'm going to try to stop you. I know where the bombs are, so I know where you're going. Then come and get me. We are going to do this by the numbers. What number was that? Now he has more to lose than anyone. I said no vehicles on the grounds, no helicopters in the air. What part of that did you not understand? Jean-Claude Van Damme. 
Time to get back. Let's get into this hockey, hockey action time. Well, no. First, we start out with some fire. What? No, this is a hockey. No, we have to get some foreshadowing because oh it's God. like I told you, the first half hour of this movie is all for wait a minute. Shadow. It's not five minutes of foreshadowing action. No, it's half an hour. This movie is an hour fifty minutes. Fucking hell! Do they know how long a hockey game is supposed to be? They know it has three periods because that comes into play. <laughs> they foreshadow that, too. Oh, so we start man. out, there's a building on fire, and we hear Jean-Claude, Hey, somebody help me! I need some help! So I'm thinking he's just some dipshit who's, like, you know, stuck in it. No, he's a fireman, people. Yeah. He's, he's holding, cradling this sweet little innocent child. Yeah. And he's covered with, like, a timber, wood, on fire yeah, he shit. Yeah, he got pinned in this he's burning buried. down house. He's like, Help me! And the girl, she's scared for her life, and the guys finally get there. And sure, but it's like as the guys hear their JCBD echo location goes off, and they're like, "Oh shit, we got to get in there." You hear a crack and a th- fall, and John Club covers the girl, and you know you see him, and he's immediately unfortunately okay. he crushes her with his own body. Apparently, because the guys arrive, John Club reveals that he's okay. And then he looks down to the girl who's been replaced with a dummy. <laughs> he did a, he did a Larry Richards where he used a child to protect himself. Like, yeah. Like the Avenging uh, Force. <laughs> and it worked because he's alive and this little girl's <laughs> dead. But he has a heart and he's crushed by this. Yeah. And so two years later. I was going to say, he's so crushed that we see him go to black to a two year later screen. And we roll up on this house on the hill, and it overlooks a beautiful stadium off in the distance. Well, even uh, before we get to yeah, that shit, that's right. We, we get see a little that, more yeah. foreshadowing. We get to see our villains, Powers Booth, of course. They're prepping. They're getting ready. They're they got bags of popcorn and Uzis and evil looking dudes with curly hair. A lot they, of mullets. A lot of mullets. They're getting rid of, like, not as much mustache anymore. No. It's, we're it's we're in, in the mid-90s well, yeah, 90s here. 90s more goatee. But yeah. Ugh. Mullets were hanging on for dear life. There's still some mullets here. Yeah. And so we see they're getting, we're like, who are these people? What are they doing? They look pretty sinister. Well, they are because they're bad guys. And so their plan is they're going to take over game seven. Yep. Stanley, hottest ticket in town. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Hottest ticket. Just remember that. So, hottest ticket. So hot, vice president, the least important person <laughs> in government, is going to be there. The guy that's only job besides replacing the president is to break ties in Congress. That's all he does. I, uh, you know, when I, when I was trying to rewatch this movie today, I looked at it, uh, you know, I, I rented it through Amazon, and... Apparently, my time had already expired, so I was like, fuck. I ended up reading some of the reviews. Nobody realized that was the vice president. These are people writing about it like a year I, or two ago. Yeah, Everyone was that. like, John Claude has to save the fucking president. No. I was like, president's not going to be at a hockey game. Guys, vice president. It's Joe Biden. We and, found that out. Yeah, it's, it's Al Gore. It's, uh, yeah. I don't know who the fuck our vice president is now. And so, yeah, so we thumbs up. Are you going to kill the vice president? I don't know. 
cut to. So we just know they're trying to sneak in and take over yeah. this hockey we, arena. We get shots of them like taking out various guards, stealing identification, mm, doing all and, that like, good shit, uh, uh, like authority vehicles and that kind of thing. And I want to point out. Uh, why the, there's a important plot point where there's a retractable roof on this arena. Why the fuck does a hockey game, hockey arena, have a retractable roof? All the games take place at night mostly. There's occasionally some afternoon, well, weekend games. Here's the big thing: you can open a, like they do ho- outdoor hockey games in the winter. You can't do a hockey game when there's going to be warmth coming in because the ice will soften right. and that's dangerous that. and it slows the puck down. So you don't open the roof for a hockey game and at various points of this movie the roof just opens. And nobody in the audience notices ever. They're so enraptured by this game. It would be game. the fucking loudest thing ever. <laughs> nobody notices. They put they put a silencer on that roof. That's it. Well, they put one on some all every Uzi in this movie, and they still make a lot of noise. Oh, man. There's so many Uzis with giant silencers on it. And getting back to Jean-Claude. <laughs> Jean-Claude, now he's just a fucking loser fire marshal for the arena. But, man, does he rock a uniform? He boiled. Yeah. He, he, he can do a uniform and look great. And the one fringe benefit of being the fire marshal for the arena, you get tickets. This is back in the day before corporate took over, Griff. You could they would actually give people who worked for the building free tickets. That would yeah. never happen now. I was gonna say, like, we're talking about how this is the hottest ticket in town. I would Game go, seven, dude. I would go beyond just like you're right about the corporate thing, but it's not just that. It like the event belongs to the people. So you get just like every Tom and Dick and Jane like go into the game and it's, guy that has puck face written on his face. Exactly, you got Putty there with his Devils paint on, and it's like, come on, man, Devils, that's that's reality well, they, well, playoffs. Yeah, um, but no, it, it, so he rolls up, rolls and up. This uh, God, this wife's such a. First of all, she leaves him because he couldn't live with the fact he murdered a child yes. inadvertently. So she leaves him for I'm gonna call him Phil. He's actually a very nice guy. Phil is easily top three characters. You, you know, guys, Stepdad's always an asshole in movies. He's, they flip the script on this one. He's, yeah. a, he's a good guy. But Mom's a bitch because she's like, Darren, that's JCVD's uh, name, character's name. She's like, Darren, this isn't the day you get the kids. Right. Well, I just have fucking game seven. My son fucking loves hockey. My daughter loves hockey accoutrements. I don't know if she yeah. likes the game. But she likes wearing the style. Yeah. She likes faking it. Hey, and she was enthused about going. That's something. I get. Well, she wants to be with her dad. Yeah. And because she still believes in her dad, unlike her fucking his ex-wife and well, Phil believes in her, but ex-wife and the son don't believe in him as much. Him. <laughs> Phil believes in him. <laughs> I, I'm, hey, I'm being gender neutral. <laughs> and so she's just like. She's just being a bitch. Like, oh, we got we got a uh, Chuck E. Cheese schedule for tonight, right? Yeah. And he's like, well, I just thought that you know, I it, it, it's it's, uh, it's game seven. It's Tyler, that's his son, who's yeah. very much a Jeremy. He's, he's playing hockey, right? Street hockey, as we yeah. speak. And Phil's like, oh, come on. I'm going to say Phyllis is the wife's name. <laughs> sure. It's like, come on, Phyllis. It's game <laughs> seven. Yeah. Well, John Claude, he does the typical shitty parent thing. So this is interesting, and you're just going right over that. You're fucking zamboning all it's over this. It's game seven. You're Griff. zamboning all over this. He's a shit dad now, apparently. 
Um, but he comes out of nowhere on his on not supposed to be his day with the kid. Maybe he just got these tickets and he's excited. This is before cell phones, May, man. This, no, there's cell phones in this movie. There's, yeah, but it's a giant like. Blah, yeah, but like, there's blah. cell phones. He doesn't own this. one. He's a lowly fire marshal. <laughs> He can't afford a cell phone. But he can afford Game 7 tickets. No, he was given the tickets because he's fire marshal. So he... Uh, he's like, look, I am so sorry to come unannounced, but I got these two tickets. Three and, tickets. Or two. Yeah, no, he, he only had two. Yeah, he was yeah you're right. Free, he didn't man. have one for Come you. on. Okay. So... Uh, Phyllis is just like, fuck, you're not supposed to come. We got dinner plans. Yeah, they're going to Chuck E. Cheese. But thankfully, Phil's just like, look... Those are Game 7 tickets. We can't get in the way of it. He's like, I'm going to Bone Town tonight. That's all he's <laughs> thinking about. Get the kids out of the house. Yeah. So uh, Phil wins over, as yeah. Phil always does. Right. Which, by the way, Phil also gave us some exposition. Because when the daughter runs out, she's just like, Dad, are you a firefighter again? And Phil goes, actually, no. Your dad's still very important. He's uh, the fire marshal down at Game 7 tonight for the Pittsburgh Penguins against the Chicago Blackhawks. Well, he really got a lot of info on that. He's <laughs> like, Thank- thanks, Phil. The point spread is. No, and um, <laughs> no. so, so they take off. That took us like eight minutes to get through that. Oh, we also get because I tell you, these movies all about foreshadowing. So oh we get God. a scene when when uh, Emily, the daughter, she gets, <laughs> she shows off her sign language skills. So she says, "I love you" in sign language. Yeah. Guys, believe it or not, that's going to come into play later on in the movie. <laughs> and so, so nine minutes of this scene. <laughs> so it's because it's so much foreshadowing. You're right. We explained right. half the movie in this one scene. You're right. And this, they're like, "All right, we're going to go." She's like, "All right, you can go." And I'm not fucking you, Phil. And he's just like, oh. Phil, you're a fucking, I'm not, you're he's not like, getting any. You get to sleep in the spare room tonight. He's like, oh, really? Oh, um, man. So now we're going to check back, back, back in on our villains because we got Chicago. We might as well get some. Uh, we got Chicago on the mind. What is happening in my brain right now? I don't know. We got the villains. We got to check in on them. And, you know, they're loading up. They're in, like, this abandoned warehouse. They're yeah. stuffing little penguin dolls with bombs. Yeah, because you got to sneak them in. That didn't come into play later, though. Well, because this movie was wasn't long enough. They didn't they didn't want to add an extra five minutes to explain. Murray, the fact that I forgot to mention at the top half, this movie was written to be a comedy, much like well, Cobra. The mm. only comedy part. So we'll is Eddie Murphy it. supposed to be the original? What's part? that? Was Eddie Murphy supposed to be the original? No, it's supposed to be BD. Uh, oh. I forget who came in and was like, no, 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 no. Everything's changing, but. You know and I know what the one comedic scene from the original script that stayed in this movie is, and uh, obviously we'll get there eventually. But yep. for now, villains loading up bombs. They well, we also see one of the villains. I'm gonna call him Frilly because he has a frilly, frilly. He has a frilly shirt and a leather jacket. Oh uh, yeah, okay. And he come walks up on this old lady, and he's like, shows a gun. He's like, "Get in the house, bitch! Why don't you just act like I'm your favorite nephew here to see you for you know a nice evening?" And I want to point out that this old lady play was played by. This is a little foreshadowing. I think. Foreshadowing? I don't know. I don't even know what that word means anymore. <laughs> but we mentioned in our award-winning episode with our buddy Stuart, Superman 4, about you You mentioned a little bit about Three's Company. Mrs. Roper, the horny Mrs. Roper, plays the wife of the, of the chef in this movie. Oh, That's wow. what I point that out. I think that's the only other role I've ever seen her in. This pissed me off because I had no idea why this lady was being Nobody involved did. in this movie. The, the payoff to her is pointless. Anyways... Uh, no, so, it makes, it, it's point full. 
So, Wife Boyardee is Chef Boyardee, yeah. We wife Boyardee. Right. Well, we got we to show Chef first. Taken hostage. The chef, uh, apparently, because uh, the, the vice president's going to be there, we have to have this like highfalutin chef who looks just like Chef Boyardee. So, he's making ravioli. He's making beefaroni. Yes, of course. <laughs> he's making some SpaghettiOs, which he's, I don't even think are Chef Boyardee. He's the finest. And he's the finest hot dog, Frank's, in the SpaghettiOs. He's like, mamma mia, ma, ma, I love it as a fucking you know, beefaroni. <laughs> and, and we know, we learned, I don't know why, because I guess the story dictates it. They're like, look, chef, you decide who can come in or out to this area because there's like, there's okay. the, 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 the vice president's going to be in the, the owner's box. And there's yes. the only way you can get to is through an elevator. And oh. the only way you can get to the elevator is through the kitchen. Like, he was. Made aware of who to let in because the elevator requires a key. He's the only person with said key. I don't know why they're giving this much responsibility to a fucking chef, but they did. Yeah. And then eventually they put a guard there with the key later on. But right. it, it was, it was, it, this movie it makes sense. Um, but we're getting the security detail now. We've seen the villain set up. Now we're getting the security detail. We meet the chef. The vice president he, shows up. He's whisked right up to the he, owner's yeah, box. He goes right up to the owner's box. They have a nice presidential seal on the outside of it, so everyone knows who's in that exact box. Um, we cut back to outside where uh, yeah. Van Damme, humble man, he's standing in line. He could have just go right to the front, but he's like, I'm a man of the people. Everyone's complaining. They're like, why are we all in one? They have one line. For all the 45,000 <laughs> for, for yeah. people who are trying to get into the stadium, one line. And they got one old security guard who's frisking everybody. He's not only frisking everybody, but he's the politest man about it. He's just like, wow, you... I, I think it was a Stan Lee cameo. Yeah? Yeah, I think that was Stan Lee. He, he, it, it looked like him. But he is just nice. He's smiling. He's greeting everybody. He's talking about how they've been... He's reminiscing with people he doesn't know. <laughs> Like, remember that time? No, I don't. Like, everyone's like, we're not going to make it to the game. The, the the movie, by the way, has been telling us two hours until Yeah, we're, get, we're getting a countdown, <laughs> too. And but, so uh, I decided I'd talk about this scene because we this is another foreshadowing. Yeah. Emily, the cute, adorable little Emily. Meet Stan Lee. And, she's uh, a hand stamp enthusiast, apparently. Yeah. So she's got, like, her stamp with a little ink blotter, and she goes, yeah. right on the- You want a stamp? Sure do, little girl. <laughs> that was the best omen voice. Oh, my it. God. And oh. so, guys, that's going to come into play later on. That won't ever come into play no. later. You're, 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 you're right. fucking it, it with does, everybody. Right. So as soon as Jean-Claude shows up, he meets he's this hot blonde who's, a, who's the mascot. What? Yeah. Since when are women mascots? It, it's, a, it's a pretty fitting moment. What's the next graph? Women presidents? It's, it's nonsense. <laughs> all right? It would never happen in real uh, life. His son, Tyler. Tyler. Tyler, Tyler the turd. Uh, so Tyler and uh, Emily walk in with VD. and uh, <laughs> They've got VD. <laughs> well, Van Damme. I shortened okay. it to VD. Yes, uh, so VD's like, I'll take you down to see. I see. And uh, Tyler's like, yeah, it'll be really fun to meet him. And then this blonde, yeah, sexy blonde. Oh my god! You're like, oh, this is who VD's banging these days. That's awesome he for could, him. He's a fire marshal. He ain't banging nobody. Oh come on. He's a loser. We learn. We learn that he's a loser. Fucking uh, Icy was totally into him, but yeah. So this blonde comes up, and Van Am's just like, hey, why don't you take Emily away? And uh, we gotta go check out the dongs in the locker room. I'm gonna go check. The, you cannot bring a little girl to that. Tyler hasn't really seen a real dick since <laughs> living with his stepdad. <laughs> 
So he takes Tyler straight to the locker room. And you know what the hijinks to get into a hockey locker room. I mean, he's a curious people are using kid. jock straps, slingshots. They're swinging dicks everywhere. You'll notice that, like, before this scene, he has like this weird shaped haircut. Yeah, it's and like then a bowl cut. After this scene, <laughs> mullet. I did not. The rest of the that. movie he has a mullet. Well, because he was in, he was in the presence of so many hockey players, <laughs> his hair just melded into a mullet. Maybe Yarmir Yager gave him a mullet while he was in. Yarmir Yager's not in the movie. <laughs> Luke, lucky Luke Robitaille, who Tyler really points out, like Lucky Luke's dick's pretty cool. Was he the one that they like? Uh, he tried to emasculate by saying you should walk, you should hang it up. No. That okay, was the that, goalie. Okay. Tolliver. So oh, the, yes, because we get more foreshadowing. Yes, Murray. Your favorite part about this movie. <laughs> yeah. for, this is like this is like complete tease of a movie. Yes. So Tyler goes up to the goalie and says, my dad thinks you're a fucking bitch and you need to hang it up. Oh, this is really weird. My dad says that you play hockey in a wheelchair. And he's like, what? And then Jean-Claude goes, I hate to foreshadow, but back in... Back in Montreal, where I grew up, because that's why I have this French accent. <laughs> because they loved it. like that was another thing when Schwarzenegger's early movies, like go ahead, because they they were too stupid to just fucking learn a, like a, uh, a American accent, so they had to come up with some convoluted reason why they had their accent. Wow, too stupid. That's yeah. rude. Yeah, it is. You're a fucking actor. Get a fucking accent. Even you can do one accent. <laughs> so I'm happy with them. So, oh my God. Anyway. So, he goes, yeah, we're not back in Montreal. See, I'm doing another accent. It ain't that hard. He's <laughs> like, I used to play goalie. So, guys, I hate to spoil it. That might come into play later on. That won't come into play later You're on. You're right. It does. What What? What else will come to Never mind. Well, Tyler, he's just measuring dogs and having a good old time. <laughs> so, well, that's going on. The kids meet Chef Boyardee, and he goes, hey, fire marshal boy, come here. There's a light bulb out. Go change that. Yeah. So he's got both of his kids again. Uh, Emily's done yeah. meeting Icy. She sees that it's a woman, so she or assumes. T- she yeah. thought it was actually a real animal. Her whole like life is ruined now. Exactly. Chef Boyardee, Boyardee by the way, we get the veil unveiled un- 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 here. He's not a real chef. He's using the wrong fucking knife to cut an onion. The, the he's using whole- a cleaver to cut an yeah, onion. Exactly. Yeah. The whole crew is working, and he's just back here like throwing knives at onions. And he's showing like, his knife skills. He's like, kids, come here. Check this out. And he fucking <laughs> throws one. It almost cuts their little fucking shoes in half. And he's like, oh, that's pretty funny, but watch this. And so while that's going on, Jean-Claude, sad secondly, is changing a light bulb. Not just and you can just see Tyler used to have respect for his dad. As soon as he saw this, he's like, fuck yeah. Emily's still hanging on. She's like, I still love my dad. And so we see that VD, he's 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 like, I don't know what to say. He's hitting the he's hitting yeah. he's he's at the bottom. He, he's hit rock kinda, bottom. That's what I meant to say. They do like a Van Damme like turning and looking at his kids and seeing Tyler disappointed, and he kind of like shrugs and has a little frowny face. And we cut back to our villain and, uh, and, and Frilly Boy R D. Frilly Boy R D. Hang out. They're watching the game. Got the popcorn. Eating some fig Newtons. They're getting ready. He's like, "Where are the snacks? I'm gonna go get them." And she's like, "Let me show you." And he's like, "No, you can't." This is probably one of the best jokes of the movie. Uh, he's like, "Okay." You show me where the cookies are at, because I can't fucking find anything in your cupboards. And she's like, they're right in this pantry next to my Uzi. That was it. That was the joke. Was, no, that was so good. bad. I even forgot it. It's good. Well, that's going on. You just suck. The old VP, Bo Biden, 
He's in the locker room. He's checking some dongs. He's like, yeah, man. These, these hockey there players. is specifically one man who puts his jockstrap over his head. Well, the coach is like, get dressed. The vice president's coming in. He's like, yeah, aye, sir, and puts the jockstrap on his head. And fucking uh, Bo Biden, he notices, and he's just like, dude. Like, Let me feel you. That's a good look you got going there. Do you think I could run on that? Can I get on that platform? Think that can erect me to presidency? <laughs> erect me to the presidency? little play on words there. No, it isn't. <laughs> I thought it was like you were playing with elect me, erect me, I elect was. me. Okay, <laughs> I don't know why are you. Why are you just contradicting me at every uh, turn? Because it's foreshadowing. <laughs> so we go back <laughs> to, to you punching me later. Brilliant wife Boyardee. We finally learn why she's because we don't know that she's wife Boyardee until now. Guys, we're I mean we're doing a pretty good job keeping neck and neck with this movie, but ultimately we've been talking about it for like fifteen minutes. This is. Thirty minutes into the movie, and we're still getting the build up. Yeah, still, still. So we learn is the the whole point of um, taking her hostages is she calls Chef Boyardee because he's got that key, and he's he he can allow everybody in or out. Yeah, it's his kitchen, and so obviously it's like we'll kill your wife unless she does it. So he has wife Boyardee call him, and he's like, "Mama me, I'm cutting onions. What are you bothering me for?" <laughs> and my she, onion tricks. And she's like. Uh, they're going to kill me if you don't let these guys in. And he's like, oh, all right. you know. And he's like, how am I supposed to know the guys? Sure enough, he turns around, and the guy says on the phone, Frilly, you'll know them. Turns around, they're already there. They're already standing there. Powers Booth, got a tuxedo on, looking Look, like a oh. young fucking Larry Richards running for Senate. Yep. And he's like, there's a little tension. We don't know if he's going to let him in or not, but he, yeah. he bitches out because he loves his wife. Yeah. So they let him through. So bad he's got, decision. He's got the new guards. They put a new guard in charge of the elevator. They gave him the key. Puts it in his breast pocket. And uh, you know now that the vice president's meal is cooked and being his, you know escorted, his duck is cooked as they say. His, his duck has been cooked. They follow Superman's YouTube video on how to cook a duck, so it's probably perfect. Um, now that it's been cooked, the instructions. Well, no, were, actually, I, I want to point this out because I noticed this. All they, they have is chefs. All he can do is make shrimp cocktail for the vice president. It's just a big tub of shrimp cocktail. Raw shrimp. Don't worry. There's more food later on. But it goes into the negligence we'll find out about more later. Because the chefs are supposed to close the kitchen down now. I mean, what is this like a... Uh, a kitchen just for the vice president, like yeah, it's the, not for it's just for the sweets. Okay, it's All for right. it for like the, re, the the highfalutin people, the, the real Americans. You mean? Right. No, the real Americans are sitting out there watching the game. Are they? Yeah, I don't know about that. Wow, Mister One Percent. Exactly. So, where do you think we're sitting right now? This is my this is my in home. What do you think? Guys, the laser disc fault. Look, Chiron on the bottom. Two minutes to game time. So we're getting the national anthem, and I want to point out, Griff. We cut back to uh, uh, Wife Boyardee, and Furley, he's a scumbag. He's a worthless piece of shit. He's ready to murder her, but he is a good enough American. He's watching on TV, Griffin. He stands for the National Anthem. Everybody stands. No, no, no Colin Kaepernick's in the bad guys group here, guys. They even had a Red Wings hat on because they know a real fucking team, and they took that hat off and put it over their heart. Right. That You know what, Murray? You didn't even say it, but that's foreshadowing, too, because we're going to learn more about these characters later on. <laughs> it's all foreshadowing. Unfortunately, we have to learn more about these characters. So, <sighs> Powers Booth, his name is Joshua Foss. Joshua. It's a 
great villain name. <laughs> Joshua. <laughs> they finally get up. I didn't even know that. As soon as the elevator doors open, they just start oozing everybody. Everybody. Kill every guard. Yeah. I mean, what do we got in here? We got, like, the mayor of the uh, mayor Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, mayor's wife, the mayor's mistress, the mayor's mistress's uh, husband. Mm. There, there, there was like a lot of nobodies in there, and then of course vice president and um, whatever, whoever else was in vice there. president. I don't know. There was a lot of other, there was like twelve people in there. He had an entourage. He did. He did. And he's a vice president. He's the least important guy in government. Like I said. <laughs> so we cut back just, just to get. That's how evil these people are. As soon as the uh, Frilly gets the news, everybody's in. Everything's in motion. He's like, "Well, I gotta leave." Shoots wife Boyardee. With and a- supposedly at this point, kitchen's closed down, walks out. Nobody knows because they're not going to let everybody leave knowing that they just murdered everybody. They're still, they like lead the kitchen crew on. I'm sorry. I really got to build this up though. They lead the kitchen crew on to believe nothing bad has happened. So the only person they have to kill and hide is the chef. And they do that. The chef comes up with them, right? I think he comes up to the suite with them. Uh, yes, he does. He gets killed. So then we get Foss. He gives a speech. What? Why they're doing? We finally figure out. We're like forty a minutes. Bit. A little bit of well, the speech. Well, we learned. I thought he gave the whole. No, he okay. barely. Well, he he, tell? Fuck, he won't even tell us that. He's foreshadowing his foreshad <laughs> his speech. Like it takes an hour and twenty minutes before he's finally like, "Look, I really want money for fun. I don't even know why I want it." Okay, so VD he finally gets his kids into their seats. And we, Griff, more foreshadowing. We see that Tyler is packing heat. Oh my God! What? He's got a little super soaker. He how, snuck how did in, he get past Stan Lee? Which, that guy was frisking it, everybody. Pre nine eleven, you can do that. You can bring a gun, <laughs> even a squirt gun. And guys, that's not going to have anything to do later on. I promise. Nothing. There's no foreshadowing anymore. And they get the nice. I just want to point out. I love this part. They get a nice Coke for change. We're finally getting someone drinking a decent cola, not that shitty piss water Pepsi. We get a Coke, and Tyler is savoring the fuck out of this Coke. He's fondling it. He's making sure you see the logo. I love it. Yeah. Um, and then VD says, "Do whatever you do. Whatever you do, do not leave these seats." I have shit to do. Yeah. So VD's got to leave him. He's got to go check some more light bulbs. Tyler's pissed off. This is what incurs the, the rage of Emily is that he tells her. Well, he's like, yeah. Dance is changing light bulbs. And she's like, fuck you. No, he's not. He's a real firefighter. We saw him that one time. He Remember killed, he killed that girl. He killed that girl. Oh, Remember yeah. that time? Oh, and like, well, you know, accidents happen. So at this point. Uh, is this Fox, where we finally get the demands? Foss has given out a demand and it has uh, made its way to the Secret Service. Well, his his demands are this. He wants money. He yes. wants a billion dollars. He wants them to go offshore bank accounts. He wants, and he wants, because uh, I, don't, I don't remember what the, it was like, some, maybe it was like, oh, it's from frozen bank accounts. He wants yes. all that money. And he's like, I want a third of it at the end of every period yes. of this game. See, he And ha- if I don't get it. I'll kill a motherfucker. Uh, yeah, he's got 12 people in the room, and he's like, well, 12, 3, that divides equally into 4, so every period you don't give me some, like a third of the money, I'm going to kill 4 people. And they're like, we can't do that. It's, it's, it's cra-. And probably it was too crazy back for computers in 1995 <laughs> to do that, but... Eh, ones like, and zeros, man. It could have been done. Uh, 
what surprises me is that they had real time interaction with the numbers. That was what surprised me. Real hacker I'm, shit. I'm not a nerd. I didn't notice that. Yeah. Okay. Um. But uh, so they're like, yeah, we we can't move that kind of money. So now we're we've got this other character on the outside involved, Hallmark. Hallmark running the Secret Service, and he's just like, motherfucker, what am I gonna do about this? So. They call in all the troops. They're surrounding the arena now. Lots of filler footage of just like cars they're, showing They're like, up. play it cool. Don't let anybody know in the arena anything's going on. Yep. No one you know, in. No let's, one let out. them play the game. We'll take care of it. We're the, we're the Secret Service. So, you know, we get another cut of Foss, and he's finishing up his phone call with Hallmark, and she's just like, you're not going to kill us. And he's like, yeah, I am. And she's like, well, what happens if you kill a saw and then you don't get your money? He's like, I'll blow the place up. What about you then? You're just going to blow up. He's like, I'll blow up. She's like, bullshit. I see those manicured nails and that $10,000 watch you're wearing. And this is the one thing I liked about Foss. He was like, 10000 No. This is a $30,000 watch. He's, he's fucking rapid fire one-liners. They really went overboard with his... Was he? Yes, he was. They weren't funny, but he was always trying to be funny. I guess that's why I didn't even register them because, like, they're yeah. they're they're like he was uh, just trying to shout us how evil and diabolical he is. Yeah, times. it was so whimpery. So, mm, I don't yeah. know. His name was Joshua. His okay. name was Joshua. Okay. So yeah, so the the fucking Secret Service, they're like, "What the fuck? Uh, why did this happen?" Yada yada yada. Fucking VDs like kids. I gotta change a light bulb. They get the argument. Emily runs off. She's like, "Fuck you, Tyler. I'm yeah. taking a shit." And she runs <laughs> off to the bathroom. Of course, Tyler's like, "We're not supposed to leave." Dad told us not to move. And she's like, "I just had a big thing of nachos. I got a shit." <laughs> so this is where reality starts to kind of fade away for this movie. This is a sold out arena. Have you ever, game seven, dude. Have you ever gone to a playoff game? Yeah, well, not hockey, no. No, but you yes, went to... Yes, I've been to plenty of Piston playoff games. And Plenty, guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's been years, huh? Yeah, well, uh, it's been only 15. It's packed. Yeah, it's packed. You can't go anywhere without running into somebody. Yeah. You can't go in the bathroom without running into somebody. No, the bathrooms are always empty. In a, in a regular season game, the bathrooms are packed. Really? In the playoff game, your bathroom was empty? Or are you making a no, joke? No, I'm making a joke. Yeah. Okay, I, I'm sorry. I couldn't. I could, you have this problem. You can't where tell. You, <laughs> you can't tell. Powers Booth is telling jokes. You can't tell when I'm telling jokes. Nope. So th- this whole movie now differences. People laugh every time <laughs> we go into uh, the walkways of the arena. Nobody. Yeah. Nobody. It's ghost town. So daughter runs in off. a real hockey like playoff game. There'd be people pissing on the floor because they don't want to wait. Exactly. And yet, Especially a woman's bathroom. Those are always packed. Exactly. There's a line all the way down to the next woman's bathroom. And you're like, which line but goes which way? But apparently, this bathroom is mascot only. Yeah. Because Icy <laughs> walks in. It's, Icy! No, Icy was already in there. Emily walks in, and oh. Icy walks out after murdering somebody. Yeah, I don't even know who she murdered, because it wasn't, it wasn't uh, I don't remember what her name was. It was just some random woman. Okay. It wasn't... Uh, she didn't want to kill somebody. <laughs> she just likes killing Bathroom people. Bathroom attendant had to kill her. So she stores... Icy kills somebody, stores the body in a yeah. fucking stall. Yeah. Emily opens the stall. The body falls out. Icy's in like the next stall and opens the door. And is like, oh, shit. And she's like, is this seat taken? <laughs> 
she didn't say that. I, I realized that was a joke. <laughs> I know, it's just funny. So, a whole lot of noticing is happening. Icy reaches into his penguin pant pocket, because apparently Icy's suit has pockets. Well, first of all, you just gender shamed me earlier. Icy's a woman. What are you talking about? What did I say? You said him. Oh. You said his. Oh, now it's now when you fuck <laughs> up, it's different. Well, I've been yeah, drinking. guys, it's a woman because we've learned, we've established women can be mascots. I think it's ridiculous, <laughs> but it's a movie, so I'm going to go with it. So it's just, t- but she's kind of like, well, uh, men can't do a triple she's kind axle. Of, she's, she's kind of butch. She's like, hey there, kid, come here. And she grabs Emily. Emily goes, you want a stamp on your hand? That's not going to come into play later on at all. <laughs> and so she takes uh, uh, Emily, she kidnaps her. Yeah, she starts running off with her. And VD goes back to check on Tyler. He's like, where's Emily? And she's like, nah, I squirted some of this. I pissed in this uh, squirt gun I sprayed her. She had to go to the bathroom clean up. Oh, yeah. And so VD, he's going to head up to the bathroom. But guys, this movie, we can't just fucking follow one story <laughs> for two seconds. So we're going to go watch Foss enjoy some really shitty looking wine. But... That only lasts a fucking second. I don't even know why I interrupted with this. I should have read a little further into the notes here. He's like, oh, this, this oaky sensation. <sighs> He's like, man, I wish I had a cigar. Is this a 76 or 75? It's a 95. What the fuck? Wow. It's just, it's just, it was just in a box. <laughs> it was a wine cooler. He was the like, box oh, over Bartles and James. Here. I love this. Ah, oh, it's good stuff. So while that's going on, we cut back to VD. He sees spots icy with Emily. This time, the, the hallways are crowded. They're crowded now. <laughs> a minute and ago. Just no. when you need them to be empty, they're crowded. Yep. So he goes chasing after because Icy's going to take Emily up to the, the, the booth, the uh, owner's booth. And so they're chasing cat and mouse. Emily, not Emily. I don't know. What are we going to name oh, Icy? Icy's her name. Yeah, just Icy. Icy goes up there. There's a guard, at, obviously. And she just, just shoots him, right? He's like, well, yeah. first they're like, well, we this is like, she's like some bullshit. This is the vice president's daughter or some shit. We need to get up there. Yeah. Hmm, let me check. So they And have- then he puts the key in. Let me check. First, I'll put the key in so you can get up here. And then she just pulls out a gun, kills the guard. Thankfully, he had the key on him. So she yeah. goes up there. Justin, VD just turns the corner. She's going up. The door is yep. shut. Door just shuts. Doesn't have time to hit the button. She took the key with her. So no way VD can get up there. Uh, so we're now, he's just like sitting in this vacant kitchen, looking around, trying to figure out what to do. She just like drops the kid off and then comes back down. Yeah. She's like, yeah, there's this fucking kid here. I don't know what to do with her. Yeah. I believe Foss tells her like, you need to get back down there and look for a lonely dad. And you know, so right. we know who this, which she just to. missed. Wow. That's, that's irony there. Yeah. And she finds him and he finds her. Yeah. Joan. I wrote it down here, or you no, wrote it down here. Joan. That's what Icy's name was, the blonde. Yeah. So the good the elevator good opens. Mascot. Fucking Icy walks out, and Van Damme's just thinking, "Oh shit, this is my good yeah. friend, Joan. Joan." I saw you with my daughter. Where is she? And this fight's awesome because it starts. It's a food fight. Well, guys, this is how you get around showing a man beat the shit out of a woman. You put him in a mascot costume. <laughs> 
Well, dude, this is a neck and neck fight, though. Is. This is this is a really back. fucking awesome fight. They're in the kitchen. For some reason, everyone left all the stoves on, all the food cooking stuff. This is why I made such a point to talk about yeah. how the, sh- the the kitchen crew was supposed to shut the kitchen down. <laughs> they didn't. They, they said, fuck leave it. We're watching the game. The fryers on. They leave yeah. the stove. We have the fries on. in the fryer. They had <laughs> fries in the fryer. They're gonna be burnt, guys. They had the fucking meat grind slicer. The they deli left slicer. the duck on in the oven. They left the duck cooked perfectly. Cooked per. Ooh, beautiful. They were just letting it kind of like steep in there, if you yeah. will. So all these instruments are still on, and this yes. fight, they're just like dragging each yeah, other. She almost kills them five different ways with yeah. food. At one time, because she almost stuffed all that shrimp cocktail into his mouth, and JVCB, J, JVCB, CBD is allergic to shellfish, of course. So uh, that yeah. almost killed them. There, there, there had to be some foreshadowing earlier. That there like, had like to Phil be. was like, hey, want some crab cakes? <laughs> He's like, it's not a, my, my <laughs> shellfish allergy. It will kill me. I'm Jewish. I don't eat shellfish. I have to go change light bulbs, and that makes my fingers swollen. Yes. <laughs> so this fight is just going all over the place. We do not get... Almost, he almost gets his head dunked in the fryer, but he grabs her hand. Does she have like a gun or something? Is that why he throws her hand in the fryer? Yes. He, okay. The fight is like him keeping the gun away from her, basically. Right. There's like a moment where he knocks out of her hand and jumps over all the spices, and you see the four American spices we use. Salt, pepper, crushed red pepper, crushed red salt. Those are the four salts. No sea salt? No sea salt. Guys, that's that, a, 95. That's the healthy kind of salt. That's 95. Yeah, because in, it's from the sea. In 2014, we got sea salt. Mm, okay. So now if you look at my cupboards, I don't have any other seasonings other than sea salt. Healthy. It's healthy. So this fight, finally, Van Damme is just like, he's losing it. And he loaned how much I, a sad sack he is. A woman's beating the sh- in a in a mascot costume on top of it. Which I know. It's not how, very like. How is she doing all this karate and shit? She's great. Me. She's pretty damn good. She, she is really good. She gets part of her mask like chopped by the fan over the fryer. That seems OSHA needs to be on that one because that uh, fan looks sharp as shit. Yeah, well, I cut a fucking mascot hat. Yeah. And I don't, I don't even remember. There's just a lot of fucking food fighting. Yeah, and so eventually he gets her backed up. He puts her back on the dishwasher rack, which catches a loose thread. Yeah. It's like a conveyor belt kind of yeah, dishwasher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's reeling her under into the, like, the pressure washer, which she's being choked, and now she's having scalding hot water sprayed in her face. So she takes a horrible death. <laughs> yeah, it was a very painful, long, excruciating death. Yeah. But she deserved it. She really did. Daring to be a mascot. So guy's now, job. you know, we get a quick check in on the game. It's the second period. It's one, one to one. And uh, VD finds one of those uh, guards. Yeah, he's like, he doesn't know it, but unbeknownst to him, he, he stumbles into another evil guard. Yeah. He's like, hmm, where did this happen? Let's go back into the kitchen and see what's going on. This is another thing. I, I like the screen has been shown. And I was like, wow, they have another fight in the kitchen? Yeah. Because guess what? He's going to show him where the woman in the in the icy mascot fought him. So yeah. he takes the guard there. And uh, sure enough. He just presses his face against a grill or some shit. Yeah. They go- like, that's like, I love how he almost got destroyed by this woman. He takes this guy out pretty easily. Like it's nothing. Because the guy like pulls out like a boot knife and he just like stops him with that. Yeah. 
And he gets, like, the complete plan. He gets everything. Well, he's There's, pushing his face on a grill. I'd give up the plan, too. It's true. There's a nice steak. Perfectly grilled. How long has that steak been on here? <laughs> Who the fuck knows? Nobody's been watching it. It's been at least 20 minutes, but that steak's perfectly grilled. So Van Dam gets to the whole play-by-play. What's going on? Yeah. Vice oh, President. Oh, my trouble. God. The kill. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. We'll go into what Foss is up to in a second here. It's the line above there. But that kill he gets, because uh, he's getting... Yeah, yeah, because yeah, what happened was he, he's got him pinned against the grill, and he's torturing him, and then the guy pulls out a boot knife and then spins around him. Always a boot knife. And he's got, like, in a choke, 3D in a choke hold, and he's got the knife just about... And then Van Damme's fighting off one hand with that. He's just grabbing at anything with his other hand. Lo and behold, grabs a turkey leg. Good thing Chef Boyardee just always gnaws on a turkey to, turkey man. leg while he's cooking, <laughs> so there was a loose leg hanging around. And he snaps it so he's like sharp. Sh- and, oh, my dude, God. Dude, ain't nothing sharp. You don't let your dogs That's chew on a turkey That's why you don't bone. let your dogs chew them. Yeah. This is the movie that taught me not to give my dogs a turkey leg. Yeah, and so he stabs the guy in the throat with a turkey bone. Millie's upset with that fact. <laughs> she just looked over with that yeah, sad that turkey, look. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, Mel. Do you want to get stabbed in the throat? Yeah, I didn't think so. <laughs> so... I don't even know what happens after that. I'm lost. Okay, that's fine. We're gonna we're gonna check in. Phone lines are dead. He's checking all the pay phones are dead. Yeah, because this is back in the old days where you could just cut one line and all the phones because we had, nobody had cell phones except rich people like Griff who had these giant block phones. I, I had a beautiful cell phone. That's all I'm gonna say. And he, but he 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 goes into. I guess where the mascot changes the locker room because he finds Joan. It was it? It was like the owner's box or something. It was a beautiful office that he yeah. went into. And Joan's there with a bullet hole in her Maybe head. she was banging the owner. Probably. I thought she got the job. I can't. She couldn't get on a merit. <laughs> and so he because yeah, once again, because the 1% had cell phones back then. He had a walkie-talkie, yeah. wasn't it? It was a walkie-talkie. <laughs> and he, it was a pretty sweet one. It and was, he, and he grabs it because it had mahogany on it. it was nice. Oh, it's a it's a beautiful office. It's got that official green desk lamp on it with the gold chain. Yeah. Uh, little well, only classy people. <laughs> Ryan kind of remind me of the soldier. Yep, I'm glad he Ex- didn't turn that light on. Exactly, <laughs> he didn't. It was underrated already- episode. Was- so, <laughs> so uh, yeah. So he calls. He gets a hold of the Hallmark. The Hallmark moment. <laughs> why? Why did they name this guy Hallmark? Because uh, I don't know. It's why not? So weird. And they're like, hey, there's a bomb. There's a bomb. They're going to blow it up. They want money. What are we going to do? And they're like, look, we got it under control. You just hang tight. Don't do anything. Whatever you do. And it's like, they have my daughter. Yeah. I'll find the bombs myself. He he gives them shit immediately. He's like, you guys fucked everything up. And they I'm going to fix it. Because while that goes on, we cut back to the guys outside. They got the van with all the fucking TV cameras and shit. And then all of a sudden, cars just start blowing up. They're letting us know they do have bombs. They're not fucking around. This is no bluff. So all these cars in the, the parking lot start blowing up. It's great. And people are flying and on fire and dead. So, Love it. VD, bef- you know, we're going to get a quick cut to Foss for a minute here. And Does some more exposition. He gives you some exposition. He's Secret Service himself. Yeah, we learned that. He works in the counterfeiting division, which I... I know that Secret Service, I don't know if they knew it now, but yet they did actually work with counterfeiting. That was the Secret Service job. So he starts shaming everybody on how they're doing their jobs. He's like, this is how it should be done. Right. He, he is uh, security shaming everybody. And then we get a cutback. Well, he outsmarted everybody. He, has, he, has, he deserved it. He earned it. He really did. He really did. It was almost like a white hat hacker situation, except for the fact that he's murdering people. Yeah, this is a flawless oh. plan so far. Flawless. 
So we're gonna go back to VD in that realm, and he's he's got the walkie-talkie now. He needs the he needs kind of cruise some some gear. He's got to MacGyver it, dude. He's got yeah. To, he's, he... So he's like looking through drawers and everything, and he finds a purse, and he finds a lighter, and he finds lighter fluid. By the huh. vibrator, I don't know what that was about. No, none of this will come in useful. None he, at all. Yeah, none of it. But he takes it. Still. But he takes it anyway. He's like, yeah, hey, I might want to smoke. Yeah. None of this is foreshadowing, guys. None of this. So we they, the hallmark. He calls in choppers. They're right. We're gonna send the army in because you know we explained earlier. There's a this is a retractable roof, so we can get some like some paratroopers to come right down, right through that hole. Yeah. And so he gets. He's got the, got the chopper. Bring me the chopper. The, the, the roof isn't open at this point. Well, but they're still rap- rappelling down to the roof. Yeah, they're trying. They're trying to get uh, to the roof. But hey, guys. Frilly's got it covered. Frilly has already gone from wherever in wherever town where the mom was or the wife was yeah. to the stadium. Already. He's got a rooftop access. Got a nice cup of coffee there. Yeah. Oh, I, I thought that was like plant, like kind of like Game of Thrones episode. It was kind of like a mistake. Like, oh, that coffee there. you're right. They did do. It, it, I'm serious about this. It's a clean shot of just a cup of coffee for a good thirty seconds. Yeah. And then they fade away to him. And this his, is where yeah. I, it took me back to the 80s. I was like, finally, guy pulls out a bazooka mm. and just blows up a fucking helicopter. Nobody notices this huge explosion that happens right above Nobody. the arena. They're so enwrapped. This game is tied, people. It's amazing. Nobody. I, I mean, gunshots are shocking. A fucking helicopter exploding outside of a stadium. <laughs> Pretty sure you would be like... No, people aren't even taking. People aren't even peeing. They're peeing on themselves. <laughs> That's why the bathrooms are so empty. Game seven. <laughs> yeah, it only happens once in a lifetime. I mean, it happens all the time in Hockey Town, but in, in Pittsburgh, it's rare. So I want to give. I want to give everybody because we paid for people to be the play-by-play announcers for the Penguins here. So I want to give us a little play-by-play here because there's a situation happening on ice where it's three to one, uh, Blackhawks over the Penguins. The Penguins score a goal, and this stood out to me, and I don't know why, but the the announcer is so excited. He goes, scratch my back with a hacksaw! Pens 2, Blackhawks 3. Scratch my back with a hacksaw? It sounds like something Mel would say. I, uh, Our uh, over-the-top announcers. <laughs> so <laughs> Hallmark is like, all right, like I this is the first time they've ever let me run an operation. I got, I, I got it. I'll sneak in some undercover agents into the game, dude. We got, we 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 saw earlier in the owners boxes. We got the hacker working with Foss. He's got all the c- cameras everywhere. He He's knows got, what's yeah. going on. The cameras everywhere. So while so while Hallmark's like, yeah, I did it. No, you didn't, because the Zamboni just shows up, pulls out. There's a dead guy tied to the the controls. Yep. One of the cops. Zamboni opens, spits out a bunch of dead bodies with ice. You didn't do shit, Hallmark. Man. Why don't, you need to become a fire marshal. You're so lame. So we're going to join VD. He's in a bathroom. Of course it's empty because it's game seven. <laughs> Everyone is shitting and pissing themselves. <laughs> so he's got that radio in his hand. He's getting all pissed off at another great joke coming up here. I'm going to go ahead and preface so that. Great, so great, I don't even remember it. So we, it was, I, I don't want us to get confused about what's a joke and what's not a joke <laughs> again. Uh, so he's fighting with the walkie-talkie. Finally, he's just like, yeah! I'll take you back to bedroom. 
I don't, I don't even know what you said. What did you I'll, say? I'll take you back to Belgium. <laughs> okay, well, that's where he's from. I don't know why. I said even though he, we, he explained he was from like Montreal earlier. That's a good point. That's, that's a good point. Yeah. He broke character. Yeah. Uh, so he leaves this giant crack in the mirror, and he's just sad looking at it. And this old man comes in and pats him on the back like, Don't worry, the pens will come back. They always do. <laughs> and he's like, And I noticed there's a, there's a light bulb out there. Why don't you go change it, hey, you loser? Marshal, there's a light bulb out there. So um, he starts looking for the bounds. Man. Yeah, because who else is? Nobody else. The fucking Secret Service is useless. Yeah. They would, they'd be kicking ass if... One, uh, Larry Richards and Matt Hunter were still working for the That's Secret true. Service. Which Matt Hunter? The Michael Dudikoff one we okay. talked about last week. Because <laughs> and... as we learned, there is two Matt Hunters. <laughs> yes. I'm talking about the Secret Service. It, G6. You know what? If we ever were to get the rights to do a movie, I say we continue the tr- the like the lineage <laughs> of Matt Hunter and do it. It's another. like James Bond? Exactly. We Thank have a you. different Matt Hunter? See? Merman Productions Next is fucking killing it. Let's do it. Oh, man. So he we, we finds one bomb. And, and this it, bomb oh, is complicated, guys. It's complicated. There's literally two wires connected to this yeah. bomb. If you have, uh, if you've played the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, it's that style bomb. I he has it, to, I beat it. It's that big. He has to put his body into it, struggle for a minute, and then he somehow disarms it. It's well. He cuts two wires, and then it's and then he unplugs it. The wires are black and yellow, though, yeah. so it's very. He cuts them in the right order, though. There's two. Yeah. There's two, but it's got to be black and then yellow. Yeah, not yellow then black. Yeah, and as he cuts them, a lot of tension in that you, scene, though. It, there is so much. T- he's sweating bullets. Oh, oh, and you get a cut of Foss, and he's fingering. He's just flipping fingering his detonator his little his giant, diddling the detonator oh, it's beautiful a little remote control there it's got it's got like i think 10 buttons on it like, this, this is the first one it has one dot oh I, this is another great joke yeah yeah so everyone in the in the box is sweating their balls off yeah because the first period he's ended toying with the them. first period ended and he didn't get his money mm, right so he's like you know what i'm going to show these people how serious i am just so happens as John Claude cuts the one wire, he flips the switch. Apparently, the roof to the ice arena has been open the whole time because fireworks go off. <laughs> yeah, that's why they have a hole in the roof so we can see the fireworks. I get it now. I the whole roof was open though. And then Tyler, we just they established in the beginning he loves the penguins. He's bored out of his fucking mind. He says he says, "Give me another Coke. I love this Coke." Mm. Yeah, this Coke is pretty good. Fuck that Pepsi shit. And you know why, Griff? Because he knows that it doesn't matter if you're at a Game 7. If you're not at a Game 7 without family, it, it's bullshit. I like that. And he's by himself. Emily's and, gone. You know, he Dad's got scolded, gone. so he's kind of feeling he, bad about that, yeah, too. He's, he's, he's staying tight. He hasn't moved. He's pissed all over himself, but he has a reason because his dad said, Don't leave the seat. Don't even leave it. Well, Maybe everyone, he told everybody that. When That's it, why they're all <laughs> pissing on each other. I mean, when in Rome, everyone else is pissing themselves around him, so he's just like, I'll piss myself, too. And so we get this great gag. He pushes the button. Everyone's like, Oh! It's a fucking trick detonator. It's the old lighter shaped like a detonator. And he uh, lights a cigarette with it. Puts it out it, on a woman's it, face. It's some good stuff. So we got Jean Claude fucking, you know, communicating with the Secret Service. He finds a new way to do it. He gets to the control room for the billboard outside of the building. Right. And he sends a message to the Secret Service, Hallmark, and he tells them, hey, 
Uh, my walkie-talkie's dead. I'm gonna go disable these bombs. You are a bitch, and you're bad at your job. Peace. I got a light bulb for you to change. Oof. You really hit him. Hit him below the That's belt. a good one. That's a good one. He's reversing what people have been making fun exactly. of him he's, for. He's, yeah. I got that joke. You see what I did with that? I you're like, learning. Yeah. So, yeah. So, we got a ba- we got some communication going on. Yeah, we do. <laughs> or do we? Because Frilly's out there. He notices. Whips out the bazooka. Takes out the thing. They got every contingency yeah. he, covered. Yeah, Frilly notices that message. And so, um, BD, we get him. He he, MacGyver's it. We're finally getting like action level out of this movie. We're at probably the 110 mark. Yeah, we're almost there in the episode, too. <laughs> we're doing good. Uh, so, this VD, is a very convoluted. Oh, my God. This is, I hate when we get these kind of episodes. Yeah, There's they're... too much talking, not enough talking. No. I don't know what to say. Well, we can't even tell if we're telling jokes anymore. Yeah, that's a good point. This movie has been fucking with us. So he, he does a MacGyver move. Yeah, he notices some guards, and he's like, shit, I need to get some new arsenal. Again, everything is barren in this place. You would think this this was closed down. I'm just saying. Like, everything happening here, not a soul. We stumbles on, uh, I guess, the janitor's like tool I, I uh, table. No, I don't know. I no idea. But he's like, he's like MacGyver. He immediately goes, tink, tink. He zooms in on everything. So he gets a little fire extinguisher. He gets a uh, rubber tube. Yeah. He gets a, a metal pipe. Metal pipe. Connects it all together. Gets a, puts a puts nail, a nail. Puts into a, nail. a wire nut, the plastic wire nut. Right. And he pushes that through. Bingo, bango. It's Dro- gone, baby. Drops it in, and he's just like, that's a spicy meatball. And then he, that one's for you, Chef Boyardee. And then while he's doing that, he defuses another bomb, Griff. Yeah, because there are like twenty bombs in this, and he knows everywhere they're at because intuition. I well, guess. he he guessed. He was like, the, "Well, he's a fire marshal, Murray." Okay, this is like some good <laughs> foreshadowing they did here, where they didn't like really like wink foreshadow. Does he work in demolition too? That he can know all the weak points of every structure? Yes. They explained that earlier. Phil told us, "Hey, your dad's a fire marshal, but remember, he was also moonlights an as an explosive guy." <laughs> I love that Phil. Great. Why wouldn't Phil in this movie? Phil I would have loved if they were like a team, like a buddy. I would thing. have loved if after Emily left her seat, if Phil showed up and said, oh. this seat taken? Is this seat taken? And then they have a heart to heart and they're like, I'm sorry your dad doesn't. Well, I and won't say up. it for you. And, you know, Tyler goes, it's okay. We're thinking the same thing. <laughs> My dad sucks. <sighs> Diffuses the bomb. But when he diffuses the bomb, <laughs> some bad guys show up. And he turns around. He's got the C4 in his hand. Oh, this oh, is so good. So good. Well, why don't you explain that? Okay. So he holds up his hands. And he's, of course, got that C4 in his hand. So the guy's just like. And he's got the hose in the other hand, right? Oh, we don't know. Oh, wait. Well, we don't did, know. What he did was he put it in he his sleeve. He hit it in his sleeve. Yeah. So he's just got his hands up. And the guy's just like, slowly put that on the ground. Van Damme's just like, before I do. Do you know that this is the most explosive explosive that's ever exploded? And the guy's like, bitch, I put it there. I know how it works. Without, without a detonator. It's, can't do shit. It's cotton candy. You can put it in your mouth. And so Van Damme's like, okay, I'll put it down slowly. And as he's lowering his hands to put it down, 
Pow. Neck shot. Nailed to the throat. Not through the gate of the eye like, you know, a shrewd. <laughs> well, he's not a ninja. But though. he's not he's not a ninja. He's a fire marshal. And then he kills that guy, turns around, there's another guy. Another guy? What? And just like us, he'll beat a joke to death. And he goes, this is C4. This is the most explosive explosive that's... And Hallmark's like, can it? Well, no, it's a oh, guy. No. Yeah, it's a guy. Well, and he's, I just ruined that But he's, uh, he shot his one nail. He blew his load. Yep. So he's like hoping this bluff works. But he doesn't need to because Hallmark shows up and shoots this guy. I I, I blew that. I, I think extinguished I, that I, lead. <laughs> I think people will forgive you. I uh, if people are still listening at this point, they so do. <laughs> I'm not even listening. <laughs> I neither am I. So Hallmark's like, look, I'm Secret Service. Where you know, like, whatever you do, protect my son. He's in D10. I looked it up. He's not in D10. He's in D12. <laughs> That's a little Detroit. Remember those guys? Uh, uh. And. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Van Dam explains more about this. He's like, I, I think I used to be demolition, so I think they're here, 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 here. He I, shows him the little map and got everything. the blueprint. He, yeah. I did it myself. Look, and he's like, All right, we'll split up and we'll defuse these bombs. But you know, Van Dam tells him, Go tell my son everything's cool. Yeah, in D twelve. Yeah, make sure, make sure he's a okay. So we get another. If Foss, he's explained. This is the tenth time he's explained his brilliant plan. He, oh. he, he's one of those guys when you, you when you come up with that one good joke and you got to tell everybody it fifty thousand times. This is him with his plan. Jerk store. Exactly. And so he just goes over it again. He's like, "We're going to do it this way." Because the vice president's like, "There's no way you can do this." Yeah. It's nineteen ninety five. We don't have the internet. Yeah. And his hackers just like, of course we can. And I'm, he's so. Bored with how slow everything's moving, he loads up Doom and he's just having a good old time. John Romero, hell, hell yeah! So, so at this time, uh, Van Dam he's taking out like four bombs. He runs, he runs into Hallmark again. Hallmark's like, "Hey, I took out one." Oh man, you're missing out on a big detail here. What happens? So while oh, we're right. while we're talking you're with right. Foss, man, it's just written right there. Well, while we're so talking, much Foss shit in here. I, I get know, confused. It's horrible. The cuts. <laughs> There's so many cuts. So much foreshadowing. So it's, many cuts. It's so bad. None. Of, the payoffs are <laughs> terrible too. By the way, guys, I'm gonna spoil this now. My nostalgia was ruined on this movie. And like, yeah. we'll save, anyways, it, save that for the end of the podcast. Anyways, so while he gets a beep, Foss gets a beep, and then he 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 calls him. He's like. Not on the phone. They already have our wires traced. So we were like, oh, shit, Foss is leaving the, the president's booth, the vice president's booth. And he goes out to meet somebody. Just so happens he's meeting Hallmark. What? Huh. Because we learned that Foss also works for the Secret Service earlier. And I want to point something out. You know how we learned last week in Avenging Force, a much greater movie, that Ooh, much better. Pentacle has five points. I'm going to put this theory out to you. Foss is the fifth point of the Pentacle. I love it. That makes perfect sense. Fo- oh, Pentangle really And needs he was uh, blackmailing the Admiral, and that's why the Admiral was sweating all the time. He wasn't the fifth member. That it was Foss. Sense. So Foss drums up a quick plan real quickly. He's also a quick thinker. He's like, go down to D12. Get that kid, bring him up. I already have the one kid, I think. So yeah. let's just bring them both up here. And so Hallmark goes down. 
And he starts telling Tyler, hey, your dad told me to get you. He's like, he's, is, is somebody pissed on themselves? What is that <laughs> smell? <laughs> he's like, like, well, what's the secret uh, family word? And he's like, what do, you, what do you think it is? It's muscles from Brussels. And he's like, Ain't. we changed it. It's Slapshot Tyler's pretty awesome, 69420. Great numbers. Hallmark doesn't even know what to say. He's never (laughs) talked to a 12-year-old before, so he's just like, I don't have time for this. And he beats it. (laughs) Tyler won. Yeah. Well, you can't. I mean, I'm sorry. Most, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm going to judge hockey fans. Most of them are some pretty redneck white people. So if you <laughs> yeah. see a black man grab a white child, there's probably going to be a beatdown happening. So because there's a guy, Puckface, we'll call him, because he's called Puckface. Yeah. His face. He goes, <laughs> hey, man, I didn't pay this money to see you stand in front this of me. This is a good point. And when Van Damme <laughs> was standing in the middle of the game for five minutes explaining to his kids how much he loves them, <laughs> Puckface didn't say shit. Right. Suddenly, Hallmark's there, and he's like, hey, man, I'm going to beat the shit out of you and throw you on the ice. And then you hear right in the background, Maga! <laughs> so, so Hallmark is like, oh, fuck it. I'm going to go back to Van Damme. So you're right. They meet some, up. Somehow fine. Van Damme's gotten like five, four, three, two, one, bombs defused. <laughs> too much of this movie to go. And oh, so much, so much, so much plot. And Hallmark shows up. He's like, oh, yeah, I got one, too. Psych, motherfucker! And he pulls out a gun. And Van Damme is just, like, disappointed. So he's like, empty out your pockets. And so he pulls out that squirter that he soaked his sister, well, his daughter with. His son soaked. Anyways. (laughs) Nobody cares. Yeah. So he pulls it out, and he's got the lighter. I I remember this movie just just fucking destroyed. I was was in love with this moment. It's the best. It was the buildup. This is probably why I still thought this movie was top notch. So as he's raising them, he's like, what are you going to do? Soak me? And he's like, no. I'm going to douse you with flame. (sighs) What? Lights the Zippo. Squirts it. Squirts some lighter fluid. What? Horribly. How far would you say Hallmark is away from him? Uh, I don't know, like f- five feet. You would say five I feet? Don't know. I don't fucking even remember. He's more like 35 What's a feet. super soaker, dude? Those things can get some... Well, know. there's a reason super's in the name. 35 feet. We said, first, let me pump it a few times. <laughs> <laughs> let me pump it. <laughs> and he fucking Freddy Krueger's Hallmark. You think Hallmark's dead? No, he does a Freddy Krueger moment where he like leaps out on him. Okay, burnt. that was pretty cool. The makeup on that was awesome, by the way. But, but you get barely a frame of it. But he takes, he takes, and he he, he kills. I don't know. I, he just, I don't even know what he does. He shoots him. Who fucking cares? He, he drops like an elbow on so him. So tired. He's like, you're done. And he, he grabs the cell phone, yeah. because, and he calls up, because they got caller ID. So he calls, he sees the Foss's number. Yeah. says, Joshy Foss. J, J, J Foss. Calls him up. Hey. This is uh, Joe, the plumber. This is Joe Castillo from the Secret Service. I need to talk to a girl there. I need to talk to her. <laughs> it's like, all right, you can talk to this girl. Puts the phone to Emily. Emily, do not tell him it's me. Play along. Well, Foss knows it's him. That's why he puts Emily on the phone. Mind you. No, 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 no. Because, no, because Emily fucks it up. Because she's like, how many people are in there? She's like. One, two, three, four. And like Foss, like, give me that fucking phone. And he's like, oh, I'm on to you now, you motherfucker. You missed everything that happened the scene. No, but go on. No, I mean, no, tell me exactly you how it happened. No, you didn't. Well, then you explain it then. I don't want to 
bore the people with that. I know because I I explained it excitingly. Sure, you did. And he's like, "Well, I don't, I don't. You give the speech. I don't fucking care." So he takes the phone back and he just goes, "Oh, I know who this is." She even counted me when she counted everybody in the move. That's int- everyone in the room. That's 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 interesting. You got a smart kid here. He he didn't know it was him. That's the whole thing. Like he knew, but he didn't know. That's what I just fucking said. All right. <laughs> Motherfucker. I'm just gonna scribble. And, Can anyone hear me scribbling? Emily is so pissed off. He goes. Hand stamp, and she hand stamps well, Foss. Well, she tries to slap him with the left, catches it. So she she's like, I'll get him with the right. And he thinks he catches that one, too, but no. Are you saying she tried to pull a Matt Hunter and hit him so many, so many laps he begged for a right? Yeah. Wait, that's a Matt Hunter? Yeah. That's a yeah, Matt that's, Hunter a, that's a, that's a <laughs> Chuck USA. Norris a Matt Hunter. USA. Much greater movie. Much greater episode. Whew. Much greater. And yeah, and she, so she stabs him. That's not going to come into p- play, guys. So for, forget we said that. I don't know why we wasted your time. It does not come into play. <laughs> it sounded like you said she stabbed him. <laughs> Stamp. <laughs> Hard P there. Stamps oh. him. We get it's guys. It's the third period, guys. We did, we forgot to mention, or did we mention the goalies had a hundred and four temperature? But this is game seven, so he's not coming out of the game. But he's There's about, already too many stupid little plot lines to talk <laughs> so about. So much foreshadowing. We are so frustrated. Foreshadowing on top of foreshadowing on top of foreshadowing. I just want to point out, guys, I didn't pick this movie. I did. And so um, the, so the, the, the goalie's like, fuck, <laughs> I got to get out of this game. Finally <laughs> leaves the game. And the fucking coach like, pussy. It's game yeah. seven. Let's the fucking backup go in there. Immediately gives up a goal. Just so happened that Van Damme was going down to check on his son. Who's crying, peeing himself, <laughs> and he's just like, "Oh, I see, he's there. He's pissing himself." And of course, there's a couple goons there. You can tell because they stand out. They're wearing the loudest shirts. I mean, one guy's got like a Cosby sweater and a flat top. <laughs> it was crazy. And he, like, so Van Dam just starts crowd surfing. He just runs over shoulders and heads. And people are getting... so into the game, they don't even notice. They don't even notice. There's explosions. A fucking helicopter crashes. They don't. This game is set damn good. So Van Dam. Somehow makes it into the locker room where he finds Tolliver, the starting goalie with 104 degree fever. He's like Frank Booth in it too. He's got like a fucking <laughs> like nitrous oxide mask on. <laughs> and he's just staring at a mirror, eyes wide open. Like I'm the best goalie around. He's seeing fucking uh, Bob in the mirror. Oh, dude, he's climbing it, over the equipment. It, it's oh. very David Lynch. The scene, loved it. Best scene of the movie. <laughs> so he's so enwrapped in that mirror, it gives Van Damme the time to take his toll uniform off. He? Okay, Van Damme's already murdered everybody. <laughs> well, like eight people. And suddenly it's like, Anger I can't. child. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, I can't take out these two guys with the advantage of like this whole locker room to myself. So instead... Again, another thing that blew my ninety five. So that would be a three eight year old mind. Blew my eight year old mind completely. He dresses up as the goalie, and as like, we pointed out earlier, he was a goalie in back in 
That could not. Oh wait, a forced shadow actually pays <laughs> off. Oh, yeah. this fucking god! I gotta take. So my he knows off. how to put hurt. on the pads correctly because he was goalie guys. Oh my god, I hurt. This sucks. Um, so he goes out onto the the ring, right? Bef- yeah. Okay. He gets out there. He goes immediately to the bench. It just so happens that there was a stop and play, right. so, because he's like trying to get away from those people. Right. So he goes to the bench, and the the coach. Coach was kind of great. I would have loved more story on the he coach. He had a great mustache. He didn't shave it off. Yeah. He reminded me of like a play on, uh, what was the Bears coach? Dick Dicka. Uh, he yeah, reminded me of like a probably, play on he him. He was, yeah, inspired the role. Yeah. And he's like, get your ass back in there. So. Huh? 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 All right. So he gets in goal. He tippy toes there. He's kind of nervous. We got 15 minutes of him playing goalie. He, at one point, he tackles his own teammate somehow, shoes the puck away from the net and then finally he's like don't come don't come near me don't come yeah. he's like nervous as shit and i pointed this out to griff i don't can't believe you didn't pick up on this all right we got van damme in this movie what's van damme most known for he yes. always does and and this is why i felt betrayed by this movie yes. and by van damme and so there's a breakaway coming in and van damme knows this guy he's like he's gonna do this move and this is the only way i can cover both areas of the net so, of course, Van Damme hits him with nothing. He should have hit him with the splits, right? Because that's what Van Damme does. It's like it writes itself. The scene writes itself. It really does. What the fuck? He does not do the splits. He just catches the puck. Yeah, he does a double pad save to the left side, throws up his glove, catches the puck. Where are the splits? When you told me that today, I was like, my brain didn't even register that. This fucking movie. I'm sorry. We got we to gotta keep moving along. So he saves the day. And while everyone is – all the teammates come over to congratulate him. Still third period, right. by the way. Yeah. All teammates come over, congratulate him. He's kept this a close game. They're still down by one. But he gets up. He's like, I got to get out of this game. I got to go back and save everybody yeah. in the stadium. Right. So he grabs one of the Blackhawks. Punches him in the face, gets kicked out of the game, right. and of course the two goons he was trying to evade by doing this stunt spot him. Standing there, like, hey, you're the guy we're looking for. Great save, go Pens. Also, we still got to kill you. So, so he runs back to the locker room, and this is there's actually this would have been an amazing scene, but of course it's if there's a picture of it. I posted it on our Twitter. It did not happen in the movie. In the picture. He's slicing a dude's throat with a fucking karate kick with the ice skate on. That, that doesn't cool. happen. That what happens cool. was the guy with the Cosby sweater walks in the door. Van Damme hits him in the throat with a hockey stick, which would probably kill most people. But it just it's like incapacitates the guy for a reason. So, Van Damme strips down to his skivvies. No, he gets back he, into his uniform. He gets back in his uniform. He finally grabs one of those Uzis. Uh, we've got seconds to go. He gets back out there. He's looking at the ice. He's seeing that there's. He looks up at the giant billboard. He sees there's seconds left. Fucking L- lucky Luke Robitaille, his son's favorite dick now, uh, has the puck, and he's skating. He's got he's got a breakaway going. And Van Dam's like, I need this. I've only disarmed four bombs. There's like twenty of them out there. And everyone's so, like five, four, yeah, three, two. So in the goal, it's a tie game, somebody Griff. pointed this out and I noticed it. So I was really looking at it when I was watching it. You get a clip of Luke Robitaille getting the puck at his blue line. So the Penguins blue line. 
It took him six seconds to go from one blue line to across the red line. It's about 20 feet. He's at top speed. But he was, well, yeah, top speed in slow motion. In slow motion. So somehow he managed to close all that gap with the, you know, 12 seconds, despite taking him six seconds to go 20 feet. He manages to go to 180 feet, score a goal. Save How the good game. he is. And Foss, he's a cool dude. He's just like, I'm still going to kill this guy. So he picks somebody, kills him. He's like, Mayor's wife, you suck. They, well, yeah, they say there's no honor among thieves. There's honor among Foss. Yeah. He's like, look, I told you guys I would. you had to get me the money by the end of the game. But it's Ty. Yeah. So I'm going to honor that, and we're gonna, I'm going to kill everybody after he's, the overtime. He's just like sudden death. How appropriate. So now we're going to see VD. He's doing more MacGyver shit. Yes. Kind of great, huh? No. I'm At this point, I'm begging the movie to end. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's like it's so I'm long. I'm begging this episode. <laughs> <It's> so, <long. laughs> so MacGyver, MacGyver Van Damme, he's got mason jars now. They got those just hanging around. Some the baking old soda. Fucking throw some vinegar right? in it. That's a bomb now. How did they? How does he find all this shit in a goddamn stadium? Because <laughs> yeah. he, he he knows every inch of the stadium, dude. <laughs> Man, I, okay. Uh, Let's so just get through it. Push so it I know I'm trying. So he makes this bomb. He <laughs> for some reason exits the building despite trying to disarm bombs in the building. He exits it. He goes. He knows up, there's like a hatch. He gets out. So yeah. He goes up to the roof. Of course, there's a guard up there. So we have five minutes of him hanging over a ledge. Getting yeah. behind the guard instead of just pushing him over, he like <laughs> that's not dramatic. Yeah, he's got to engage in some serious fisticuffs. Beats the shit out of him, throws him. You get a nice. Ah! The guy slides down. It's like a dome, so you know he slides down it to his death. It's it's pretty cool. Griff, it's been five minutes. What's what's the guy's thoughts? No, what are they doing? No. Oh, we just see the hacker playing Doom. He's still playing Doom. He's still playing Doom. He's like, so, I made it to level well, three. That's going on. What was, I still trying to figure out what was Van Damme's plan? So he opens the roof. I don't know. <laughs> he opens the roof, and then another guy shows up, right? Yeah. He opens a sliver of the roof. While that's happening, nobody inside is noticing. This, this game is that damn good. And this uh, other henchman comes Except up. for, I want to say, except for Tyler. He's bored shitless. Bo- bored shitless. Yeah, you're right. He's just pissing himself. Well, I'd be pretty... <laughs> yeah, he's, sh- he's shitless because he's just shit on himself. I, I would be pretty miserable if I shit and piss myself <laughs> yeah, while rough. trying to watch a game. So he's up, Van Dam's up on the roof. He's got the sliver of the roof open. Another henchman comes in. So they're tussling now. He manages uh, Van Dam to toss him into the rink. He grabs onto a light bulb, though, and starts kind of swinging and throws himself into the scoreboard, and that makes the scoreboard freak the fuck out. Well, he explodes, doesn't he? Yeah. And it ex- yet it nobody notices. No, They're still enwrapped this, in the game. This is finally, <laughs> finally, when people are noticing, and they're like, why are we stopping play? Keep playing. <laughs> this is hockey. You play through everything. Uh, so Van Dam takes advantage of this, finds like some weird lift rafter. Yeah, it was like a trapeze thing. It was... Uh, well, you remember when Philip started talking <laughs> earlier in the movie, it was like, <laughs> man, I went to Cirque du Soleil last week, and they're pretty good, but That's you know... A, I like that, because that was a good one, because it's French. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that probably explains why he has a French accent. He was in We're Cirque doing a Penn and Teller here, where we're revealing back the layers <laughs> of my stupid commentary. So, yeah, Philip's like, yeah. yeah, I went to Cirque du Soleil, and they're pretty good, but you know who's better? Darren McCordy. McCord. 
McCord. I do think of Darren McCarty. I thought they were kind of doing a thing on Darren McCarty because, guys, Darren that's, that's McCarty. That's another Red Wing yeah. for you non-hockey players. Yeah, exactly. He was Man, a badass. A, and well, that's all. He was a goon. He was an enforcer. And he did a lot of cocaine. Well, just like Bob Prober before him. Yes. And Taking Joey, you all back to the Red Wing history, and people. Joey Coaster. I'm sure everyone in Australia is Ooh, loving it. Yeah. So, um, VD is going to start doing his fucking Cirque du Soleil act, just like swinging from vine to vine, right, ramp to uh, light to light. And, of course, he's got that mason jar bomb on his, on his hip. He's ready to go. Finally, people are noticing him. They're like, oh, shit, look at this guy. Look at him go. Is that the fire marshal? Is, what light bulb is he trying to change? Cause, <laughs> yeah. So he swings over the press box, throws the bomb down, blows up the ceiling, and drops in. Drops right into the owner's box. Yeah. And immediately just shoots everybody that needs to be shot. So every- everyone finally leaves, yeah. except for Tyler. Everybody swore at his mother's grave. She's not even dead. Yeah. He would not leave the seat, and he does So in the stadium, everyone's evacuating. The halls are finally full of people, which we have yet to see, which is very inaccurate of any arena. Uh, and um, so we're like, wait, Foss should be in here. You should be firing guns because he doesn't give a fuck. No. Foss made a quick getaway, and we see a man putting a little disguise on. Right. I, I'm going to put a picture up with this because uh, – I don't know if I'll ever put my own face on our Instagram, <laughs> but this man is doing a grift disguise, is he not? Yeah, it's very Ned Flanderish. Yeah, and the perfect disguise. It is. I wouldn't notice a loser like that. I'd be like, yeah. so of course Van Dam secures the president. He's just like, hey, vice president, vice president, and the vice president of course says to him as he says to everybody, hey, did you vote? Did you vote for me? He's like, no. And then they high five, <laughs> and so, guys, I hate to fuck you with some foreshadowing, but when they're looking for Foss, who spots it? Emily. But why? She stamped his motherfucking hand. Even though there's like fucking people running, screaming, ripping their clothes off, pissing yeah, themselves, she, she saw, spots that little stamp. notices it. She's like, Daddy. That's him. But like a deer in headlights, she starts walking at him. And Van Damme, he's trying, like, I don't know. It's like Spidey senses are going ape shit because he can't, he doesn't notice that she's walked away. He's not holding her hand or anything. I mean, he's got Tyler, but still, it's like, why aren't you paying attention to your daughter? So she gets captured by fucking Foss. Foss is like, hey, let's go back to the roof again. He has plans reasons. upon plans upon plans. And the final plan <sighs> is to have a helicopter pick him up through that hole in the roof that just so happened to be open. Thank <sighs> God for Van Dam for opening the roof. <sighs> so he's up there. Van Dam chases them up there because Van, Van Dam knows every square inch of this arena. Every square inch. So they're in this like little like room, like in the very top of the dome. Yeah, it, it's a weird little Access, like control access and fucking Emily gets knocked through a trap door there has to be a trap door there for some reason she's hanging on fortunately she she does some chin ups so she's got some upper arm strength we she, saw Van Damme do it earlier god damn it if Emily knows how to do it herself she because she, she's inspired by her dad she still believes in her dad yeah she screams for a little minute you know and Van Damme's like well you're not really blossoming into a beautiful woman. You're kind of a nerd, but you got this. And she's like, I do have this. And she's, she's fucking Well, he's busy fighting an elderly man in Powers Booth. So yeah. even though this is, ugh, like, 
The Van Dam I know would have destroyed this guy with one kick, oh one roundhouse kick. But he's like, I guess he's acting because he's getting his ass kicked. Well, they're yeah. back and forth. But uh, Foss gets the best of him because they drop down a, a, a ladder from the helicopter. He grabs onto it. He's got a gun, and he's just like, what are you going to do? you got to try to get me or are you going to save a girl who I feel like uh, is more. This is probably one of his best villain moments. He's like, I'd rather not kill you. I'd rather you live with the death of your daughter. And so he points the gun like he's going to shoot her. Apparently Van Damme was close enough because he just like slaps the gun away. No, he gets shot. He, he goes, got shot? Yes, he goes, no! And he gets shot right here, right in the shoulder, where everybody gets shot. God damn. I, this movie. And, and then he goes, ah! And he grows up to the helicopter. And, you know, and Van then, Damme gets his daughter up, and, of course, the helicopter dropped the ladder too low. The, the Yeah, the, the rope ladder too low, so Van Damme still manages to grab onto it. Got, hey, he has that Uzi with him, which... With the giant silencer that If you didn't work. notice, everybody has... Precision accuracy in this movie, of course. Despite the Uzi, so he is thirty-five, fifty-five feet down on this ladder, swinging around, still has perfect accuracy with it. Shoots not Foss, but Frills, but Frills, and the pilot, th- and the pilot, and the guy that was serving them drinks because you know job Come well on. done. That yeah. guy didn't deserve to die. He didn't. So. He is like... The helicopter goes vertical. Yeah. The helicopter goes from horizontal to vertical. John claude jumps off, and then the helicopter just... Slowly goes down into the hole in the roof. The explosion for the helicopter is smaller than the explosion for everything else in this movie. Well, never mind the accuracy of the Uzi shots. The accuracy of... Getting that helicopter through that hole without the blades hitting either side. Like, it perfectly goes down. And then nobody's even piloting this thing because Foss is trying to grab the throttle yeah. on it. Not in time. Boop. Little explosion. Because you don't want to fu- You want to finish the game, guys. They're not going to blow up the ice. You know, that's it. It explodes. Well, Safe. wait, 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 wait. That's not it. Because what ends is Tyler, Emily, and Van Damme are together. Because we got to have that scene where they got the blanket around them. Because every at the end of every action movie, when firemen show up, they put the blanket yeah, around yeah, them. Yeah, definitely. And because he's in a gurney, because he got shot. Oh, and yeah. then they're like, "Oh, I can't remember this." They're one. like, yeah. "They're like, sir, uh, the, you the fire marshal? He's no fire marshal. That's my daddy. He's a firefighter." Do 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 Stanley Cup. Stanley Cup. Who won the Stanley Cup? Nobody, because it ended. Yeah, it's that was that, so. If when you look in the record books and you see that there's this like an asterisk by 1995, that's why because nobody won. That's why nobody won. Murray, um, this wasn't supposed to be. You know, we have this ongoing segment. Uh, the placeholder <laughs> name, as you like to call it, is what the fuck. Yeah, uh, and I think it's, it's perfectly apt for this movie. I last week I thought this was one of my favorite movies. <laughs> I watched it yesterday, and I was like, I was so teased. There's still good parts of this movie. There really is. No, it wasn't an awful movie. It was just too fucking long. And this is the beginning of the end of like our Golden Globus era. Yes. This is where it stopped being just like, let's just do shit because. What, yeah. and they what, start, hap- yeah. what happened, Griff, is... 
fucking action movies got too self-aware in the 90s and they wanted to be like accepted by the like the the critics so they had to make everything super convoluted yeah and over everything's got over explain everything you know like fucking like revenge of the ninja if they're like ran into a plot hole they'd be like fuck it ninja magic that's I what, know. That's what I want. I don't want action movies to be like we need. Uh, we, we no. What we're trying to say is there's no reason a superhero movie should be three hours long. That's what we're trying to say. <sighs> I still haven't got around to seeing that. But well, you're never going to because you're going to hate it. No, I will. I will. Why? You, well, you're going to hate it. It's don't so, go. You're going to hate it. I'll still go see it. Well, you shouldn't I, be contributing to things you hate. What does that mean? If you see it free, then fine. I don't want you to pay for it if you're going to hate it. Oh no! I'll still I, my five dollars is a drop in a bucket to the Disney to fucking vault. They don't so, deserve it. Yeah, they don't. But I'll That's still. That's the steal. one thing I'll approve of you stealing. <laughs> oh man! So next time we do a uh, Van Damme movie, it's definitely going to be eighties. It's definitely be martial arts. It's definitely going to be. That's another thing. No tournament in this. There's movie. definitely going to be splits, and there's definitely going to be an ass shot. Yeah. They, again, I that's the Van Damme we love. I mentioned it at the top half. This is the last movie I saw of Van Damme's um, until I became an adult. I was like, oh, my God, Jean-Claude Van Damme is awesome. I need to look back at that. So Some that, things yeah, are better left in the past. They they really are. Nostalgia. You just got Thunderdomed. I just got Thunderdomed, man. Maybe that's what it should be called, Thunderdomed. <laughs> it I like, is, I like I that better than What I, the Fuck. I like What the Fuck. But... Okay. but I don't know, Griff. After all of this, I, I thought I, we, we thought way too much in this movie. So I need something dumb and simple. I really need that too, man. And when I think of dumb and simple, Griff, I think of Italians. So we're gonna go back to a very popular uh, genre for us: the Italian ripoff movies. We're gonna do a post-apocalyptic movie. We're gonna have. I picked this movie especially because it stars <laughs> someone who's a fan of ours, and I say that just because she followed us on Twitter. She probably fucking forgot about us. <laughs> but you know her best, and Griff, don't go boy me because she describes herself this way on her Twitter. She's known as that black chick from those Italian movies. I'm talking about Greta Greta in a movie called Rats. Night of Terror. It's a post-apocalyptic kind of horror movie. I want to point out something about this movie, though. It's dumb as shit. I like it. But there's an aspect to it we're going to talk about on the opening of this movie that happens into a lot of Italian movies that I'm not a fan of, and we're going to have a talk about it. I'm excited. Because it's fucked up. Okay. I I just want to say this much. If you're an animal lover, don't watch this movie. Listen to our episode about the movie. Don't watch Fuck this movie. It. I'm an animal lover. Well, you're you can man up and watch a movie. Oh. But I'm this. I'm this. I don't care if you listen. You're you're on the show. I'm talking about fans. I don't want to turn off our fans. I just wanted to talk, do this movie because I want to honor Greta Gerwig. She follows us. It's an Italian movie. We haven't done one in a while. And the other movie she does, it's not. She's more mainly known as a horror movie actress, and that doesn't really fit our genre. And the other action movie she did I thought was boring. Okay. So this movie has a lot of dumb shit in it that's worth talking about. I just want to foreshadow that's people hard. about something. It's a bad week for foreshadowing. No, we're gonna, you know, because this is an aspect, seriously, I want to talk about in these movies. This isn't just this movie. This is very yeah. common. And so we're going to go over that. And uh, fuck it. Let's end this episode right now. Please. Keep it warm, everybody. Well, not on rats, but keep it warm.